sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> it will be a home run. Castellanos hit a home run a for me. Let's go. Boom, bada, bing, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nikki, mom and dad. Some may say I'm a mother. Some may say I'm a father. You know, today, uh -oh. I'm just Tuck Money's co-host. Big Head Nate, how the fuck you doing? Some may <laughs> call you Big Head Nate. Some may call you a producer. Really, to me, you're just Nate. And there's nothing wrong with being just Nate. But today, you have this title, you're Big Head Nate. How the fuck we doing? Dude, I'm loving the energy to start off this episode. Let me say that to start us off, fellas. How are you boys doing? Big Head Nate is chilling. I'm living the good life. Just got off a nice little, uh, I'd say about 36 holes when I went to uh, the par 27 I was at, little par three, and uh, I did terrible. So uh, that's what I'm coming off of. But after, mm. but it's playoff time, Nikki. You can't be mad when it's playoff time. Well, yeah, I just right. put 150 on the flyers, and I'm doing great, fellas. <laughs> to be brutally honest with you, I'm uh, loving the way everything's going with my day. And, yeah, that's about it. You know, I clocked in my nine to five. I did my time. I did my time and yeah, I'm here. So I'm I'm ready to rock and roll though. You know, I'm re I'm ready. As long as you came Tuck, ready to rock and roll, then we're all good, aren't we, Nikki? Oh, we're we're more than just good. Tuck, you're up quite a quite some cash the past couple of days. Am I am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It's something that's not new to me, but uh sometimes it is new, you know, because you don't want to be that asshole that that is always up. Are you, throwing, are, are you day, throwing jabs this early? Are you throwing jabs? It's nothing new to me. Or like I I don't, I don't like I it. Mean, I mean, he asked me a question. I'm just talking about my, my, my whole situation. I didn't even mention names or, or even give you a look, you know, because if we go back to last episode, we, we talk about how you don't like those looks during this Zoom call. And now you're not even looking at me. You're looking at your teleprompter. So it's, it's a little hogwash that you give me this, this early too. Right. All right. I, don't, I don't like it one bit. All I don't right. like it one bit. Get into your bets. Oh, they just, no, Nate, you, you haven't hit and I've been hitting. That's all you need to know. Only reason I didn't hit was because of you. As as in uh, yesterday. Here, here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Nikki, yesterday happened as well when the man wasn't up even I texted him at That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Yes, it was. I texted you and I was like, bro, are you up? No text back. Call him twice. No answer before the 10:30 games. I knew the magic were gonna win, but we're gonna get in all of that the basketball shit later. But anyway, I called the games yesterday. Tuck wasn't up to put in my fucking parlay. And before that, we already know the Celtics Miami bullshit. So it's like, dog, the only reason I'm not winning is because I'm taking your advice. And I guess I'm just not going to do that anymore when I place my bets. Uh, yeah, yeah I, well, then I, I guess you're not I mean, going to win sure. anymore. I wasn't winning with you in the first place. Sometimes you got to pull trigger, uh, Nate, and you can't have Tuck just hold your hand all the way to the fucking sports book. And you can't always pull trigger without a bunch of beers. Speaking of beers, fellas, <laughs> corny transition. What are we drinking? Come on. Corona and lime. Back to back. Ah, so very simple. Like You're a simple man, Nikki. What yep. about you, Nate? I'm, I'm trying not to repeat on the episode, so I went ahead, Tucker, and went with the Legion Space Dust, the IPA, nice nine percenter. That's probably my favorite IPA on on the book, and it's not nine percent; it's eight point two. Excuse my French. Hey, Tuck, before you even name your beer, very good I beer. How, I love how Nate has to point out that he's not trying to do a repeater. And he's talking about taking jabs, and I feel like he just took a little jab at me because I think the last couple shows it's been a corona, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Talk, yeah. feel free. You know, it's fun, it's funny how that works. It's funny how that works with Nate. Uh, sensitive Sally over there. Now I'm getting all fucking rustled. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, rustled, and we're five minutes in, but that's okay because something that can unrustle you is the Elysian Contact Haze, Hazy IPA. Great beer. Mm. Never had it before. I could just tell it's great. Uh, that's me cracking it open. It sounds good off off the rip. <laughs> it tastes very good too. It tastes it tastes very good. Not gonna lie. Mm. Nice and ice cold a, too. It's, it's ice cold. It was in the freezer for about 10, 15 minutes. Got up to that perfect temp where some might say too cold, but I'd say just perfect. You know, probably looking at about thirty eight degrees. John Taffer, big fan of his on this podcast. He recommends. I think about 37 degrees Fahrenheit for the beer. About so, you know, coming, coming in at about 38, 39, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take what I can get, especially with a good hazy IPA. Yeah. I, I mean, off one sip, I'm giving it about an 
Well, if we're going to be talking about wow. taking what you could get, I guess that's a perfect transition into what just happened in this Padres game in the ninth inning. I mean, talk about breaking I mean, the rules. 3-0 count? Is that where it Nate? That was good. That was okay. Hey, man. I mean, I'm looking at Twitter. I'm, I'm seeing all this disrespect because it's Fernando not Fernando Tatis Jr. What are you supposed to do in that, in, in that situation? Give, give it's it's an unwritten rule, apparently. So, so it's the Padres are, rule, apparently. Padres are up, I want to say, top of the ninth or uh, top of the eighth, and the score is like – No, it, it, I have a, yeah, it was either – I think it might have been the seventh inning, bro. Okay. and it's Or no, excuse me. No, I think you were right, eighth inning. Eighth yeah. inning. Go, go on, though. Go on. And, and it's 10 to 3. I guess that – I just learned this yesterday on Twitter. I guess there's this unwritten rule. Like kind of how in basketball, if you're up, you just kind of waste the clock in the last minute. You don't score. Not supposed to run up the score like that. Yeah. Right. But the dude is facing a 3-0 count. And just gives Fernando a- Tatis Jr., by the way, let me just give a little background on him. He's a phenom. He leads the league right now in home runs and stolen bases. Last guy to do this at this point in a season compared to 162 games was Ty Cobb. That was in 1909. So it goes back to show that you're not really going to get the power nowadays with the stolen bases, but that's what you're getting with Fernando, home runs and the SBs. Let it rip, donate. If you, if you thought this wasn't a baseball podcast, you thought wrong. So, Nikki, he ends up Fuck ripping the Astros. goes yard, <laughs> making a grand slam, and the manager for the other team, Tuck, who are they playing? The, 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 the Cubs? The Rangers. The Rangers. The Rangers. Mind you, mind you, their manager played in the MLB, had an OBPS of 642 on base plus slugging. So not good at all. The guy was not good. <laughs> Fernando Tatis with that home run, he hit 33, I think, home runs in his career. He's 21 years old. The manager hit 33 in his whole lifetime. So obviously there's a little salt Jesus. to the wound when it, comes to, when, it, when it comes to this kind of shit, you know, especially with a guy like that. But keep it going, Nate. You've been rolling. Awesome. I'm just the, I'm just the fat guy. And, and, that, and that's just about <laughs> it, Nate. <laughs> And that's just about it, Nikki. So there was just a bunch of people saying that, like, what are you supposed to do in this situation? A bunch of people saying, sure. well, there's this unwritten rule. And it's like, dude, go yard when you can go yard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if, they give you a, if they give you in the box 88 miles an hour, go fucking yard. I mean, what else can you do when you're facing a 3-0 count? How, how much were they, they up on tr- in the game? Like seven, how, they, were up, they were up 10 to 3, seven runs. I take it back to 2018 when the Oakland A's – actually came mm. back against the same team, the Texas Rangers in Texas, down 10 to 2 going into the seventh inning. The A's scored eight runs to tie it in uh, inning seven, eight, nine, made it 10 10, went to extras. Chris Davis, God, the guy can't fucking hit a ball to save his life right now. God bless him. But in 2018, hits a three run home run to go up. 13 to 10 and the ace came back that game so it just goes to show that even if you think a seven run lead is safe it's not and also you got a 3-0 count in a good hitters up why don't you fucking pitch better you know come at this guy and actually make some good pitches instead of getting into a situation like that hallelujah you threw you threw him batting practice on the fourth pitch what do you expect him to fucking take it can i I saw some guy on twitter i i I saw some guy on twitter say he takes that pitch goes to 3-1 he maybe gets a foul ball on the second pitch. It's three, two. Next thing you know, he's hitting into a double play on the full count innings over. So was, I commend Fernando Tatis for doing what he did. I fucked the unwritten rules of baseball. They are such hogwash. It is a joke. So, I mean, look at the Houston Astros for fuck's sake. They cheated to get a world series and they haven't even taken shit all year. Got the commission. And that's because Manfred. That's, that, that, and, and let me say that might be because Robert Manfred is trying to write these unwritten rules of baseball. God damn, Hot my tape. rant's done. Damn. Well, first Just, of all, it's, it's, I, I appreciate you guys for educating me on this, on this unwritten rule, because it honestly sounds a, a whole lot of bullshit to me to think of like in the NBA, if a player tries to run up their points at the end of the game, in some instances, it's like, it's all right, but never, I, I don't, never would have thought in baseball. Like, but then that goes back to the Carmelo J.R. Smith uh, on the Nuggets. When they did that and they were in the quarter, they're up like 20 points or, so, or something, and they left their starters in at the end of the fourth. J.R. goes in for a dunk. Nate Robinson says, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And just yeah. slugs him, full-on fight. Carmelo's a bitch, punches that one guy, and then runs to half court. I mean, people are going to react when they get disrespected. I think that's the whole aspect of the game that people don't like is when they feel they're disrespected. 
I'm trying to think of like, yeah. Goes back time. to the old saying. I'm sorry, Nikki. Just if you if you don't want to get disrespected, don't put yourself in that situation. That's my whole thing. Because anyone else, I feel like, might not have reacted like that. I think the Rangers were a little salty. I get it. It's baseball. Mind you, Nikki, too. The next batter that comes up, Manny Machado, first pitch they throw at him. They they try and hit him in the back, but they miss. Yeah, they yeah. go a little behind him, and that's just that's also another unwritten rule of baseball. If you fuck with us and break an unwritten rule, you're you're gonna get a pitch thrown at you. Right. And just because the guy hits a 3-0 grand slam, we're talking 95 in the back, 95 potentially somewhere in the head. You know, if it gets away from him, just I'm I'm not whole. I'm not all into that. Neither am I. Except but if I, it's a Houston Astro, I want 96 straight I, to the dome. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys educating the non-baseball fans out there listening to us. I obviously not as educated as y'all, but I know the A's have been rolling. I know the Dodgers have been rolling. Tuck, give me a quick breakdown on Oakland. How are they looking? How are they panning out? Oakland's last or lost the last couple games against Arizona, but that's okay. They're looking to get back on uh, tap tonight. I'm not worried about them. Dodgers just tied it up with a Muncie home run, 400 feet. You love to see that. So uh, those teams are looking good. A little worried about uh, just Oakland continuing this these wins and, and doing it day in and day out. But I think I think they should be good, to be honest. So the Yankees are playing good baseball too. You got to worry about them, especially because they fucking deliver us out on the wild card all the time. But a hey, two division spots this year. The A's won't lose the AL West. I'm excited for when playoff baseball comes. And knock on wood, everyone stays healthy. My update on the A's, Nikki, end all be all, is they're a good team. So let's just keep it rolling and hope that they stay healthy. Because that's all you can hope from a team, right? You know, you like a team, you just need them to be healthy. Be healthy, be good, and you're clapping 24-7. And I'm all over the place now. You guys have nowhere to go. So, Nate, what are you doing over there? I haven't heard from you. Well, I'm just thinking about anything else in baseball that I could talk about, and uh, I ran out of shit. I I pay attention to give about two solid points and and tuck. When you started hitting me with these cold, hard facts, I'm over here just – just doing, nodding what my your mom, head. doing what my mom used to do back in church when she didn't know what the priest was talking about. Hallelujah and amen. Yeah, big facts. That's all big you can baseball do. Guy. Big baseball guy, Nathan Barry. Well, Tuck, let me tell you, let me tell you a few things I know. We got some quarterback. Okay, so you want you want to get off baseball. I get it. I get it. I've been going on and on. Tell me, tell me something you know. I mean, Nikki, I, I'm quite educated on baseball. Don't forget about me. Anyways, Tuck, training <laughs> camp has been going on, it seems like, for weeks now. We're not too far from an NFL season starting, an NFL game getting played. I've really thought about that the other day. It's close. It's coming up. I don't know if the season's going to last, but I know it's going to start. There's training <laughs> camp battles. Shit is popping off. Andy Dalton is hyped that he is playing behind Dak Prescott. He's taking the Dak Prescott approach. Dak might go down with a shoulder injury, maybe a little hand problem, a thumb. I don't know. Andy springs into that, that that role. The fact that he still isn't signed makes me think only can further confirms that Jerry Jones is a racist, doesn't want to pay the man, doesn't think he's good still, and he's going to roll with the Red Rider. Do you see it happening? We've talked about this before, but now they're in training camp. Andy Dalton, perfect backup guy. Oh, you know, I love my role right now. I'm embracing it, he says. He is going to be possibly – a one and done in Dallas and get another good contract on some other team because of how good he does this year. I'm telling you guys. Before or after he takes them to the playoffs? uh, After, of course. Because Dak's going to go down. You just don't go this far without a serious injury, in my belief, at QB. You're going to get hit. He's chilling in the pocket. I just just see a Dak Prescott injury this year. I don't like that take, but continue. And once Andy steps in, he's finally going to have a, one of the best lines in the NFL. And the man's going to be able to do what he wasn't able to do in Cincinnati. you got to believe in the ginger QBs. I believed in Carson Wentz. He was a good guy until he got all these injuries. I'm hoping Andy Dalton comes through for the ginger population this season. Praying for the deck injury. I know we don't like to wish injuries wow. upon a lot of players. Wow. But but you, don't like, you don't like to wish it, but you like to pray for it. 100%. That is brutal. 
A man's prayer is more powerful than a man's wish, Nate. I thought you were That's absolutely I taught you that one in church. Like I said, I, I didn't mean, know you what want the to talk about a saying. beast, though? Can we talk about the fact that Miles Sanders just got called out by Doug Peterson saying he's going to be the full time back there? Wants to be the workhorse, the stallion, the dark knight. I mean, the only I reason mean, you want to talk about that is because he's on your fantasy team, but we could talk about it. Well, yeah, you're goddamn right. The guy's going to be good at football this year. I just hope I'll just like a... Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley right now, speaking it into fruition, is going to be this year's Chris Godwin. Third-year wide receiver. He's behind a breakout – or not a breakout, excuse me. He's behind a true number one, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I see the third year really being the uh, stride for this year – or for this man who went to Alabama. Great guy, great route runner. Also on your fantasy good team. At football. Also on my fantasy team, so that's why I'm sucking him off a little bit. I like Pause. that take, though. I like but that. Still, still doing it. Still doing it. Robert Woods also going to do it. Edelman. You know, I, I could, I could go back and forth with my whole fantasy team. You know, but that's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is acknowledge the fact that Miles Sanders is going to be a top five running back. I could acknowledge that. I mean, you, you, you got Zeke, you got Christian, you got Saquon, you got Eckler, you got Kenyon, and then. You, you got all oh, both these guys on the fantasy team, Eckler and Kenny. I love how you say Saquon. Nicky, when's your you draft coming up? Drake and Eckler. Dude, it's coming up soon. I wanted to ask you guys, because I've been looking at the draft boards literally for the first time. I don't know. I want Barkley. And I bet Nate I don't I don't know. Nate traded away who I think is gonna be like the best fantasy player this year. I think it's his third year, he's gonna pop off. I want Barkley. I think he's gone by the second pick easily. It goes McCaffrey, then him. I don't want Kamara. I want to get an early pick, though. But, I mean, hey, they have these big boards. They have, like, DeAndre Hopkins out of the top ten for the first time in fantasy in the past probably three years, which I think is unreal. I've taken them back-to-back years. If I get an early pick, if I get the top – if I get the second pick, I'm taking Barkley for sure. But I almost want to take him over McCaffrey. But what are your guys' thoughts on, like, those top three, four spots? Mine was Uh, just – How would you go about it? I personally, top four spots, I mean, yeah, I'd take Saquon. But my whole thing with Saquon was it, 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 it's I'm ignorant, Nikki. I'm just an ignorant person. So I don't like the – I hate the Giants. I'm a Patriots fan. I hate the Giants. Hate them more than anybody, any fucking team out there. So You could have drafted someone else number one overall, remind you. And that's another you drafted thing. Saquon. I could have drafted Christian McCaffrey. But, again, fucking me over when it comes to sports. Hit up Tuck. He says, go Saquon. So, go Saquon. Ends up getting oh, oh that weeks. is, and you know, oh, I mean, it's, it's how the oh. cookies crumble. So I, I, I just didn't like him for how That's he did. July it was the first year in our keeper league, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon or Zeke, they're both, they're all three good bets. You know, hey, it's hey like, listen to this. Hey, listen to this quick little uh, fantasy triangle. You're hitting up Tuck for fantasy picks. Tuck calls me and goes, "Do I take Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell?" And I go. Go Todd Gurley. Go Todd Gurley. Drafts Le'Veon. Le'Veon sits out for the year. <laughs> I, I guess that's maybe, how little I value your opinion. Yeah, and it, you obviously went the wrong route. Yeah, I did that year. You're right. I did. Yeah. If Le'Veon plays, bro, fuck that, man. No one. That was the first time that's happened in a minute. I've I've talked to other people. Shout out my guy Rio. He did the same thing. So you know what. Other people out there do it, and I hate to say his name because when I compare myself to him in terms of sports knowledge, it just doesn't make me look good. If you knew this guy, he will bet on the grass not being green tomorrow. This guy is not good at what he does. I'm going to shake the whole a- league with this one. <laughs> that's just a that's famous what he said before. That's what, that's what he said in Tahoe before he took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's now looking, Nikki, like could be a first-round pick in your league. Not a keeper league, so you're getting everyone available. A lot of people have been been jumping him up. I've seen an article today that someone said they wouldn't be uh, upset if they got him number one overall in fantasy. He's, he's ranked so, like six or seven, bro, and most of these uh, mocks I'm looking at are like the ranking boards. It's pretty crazy. I mean, Damian Williams sitting out is just – Absolutely huge for him. That's, that's huge, yeah. Hey, he's going to be the number season. one running back probably on the number number one offense. So he's got the potential. Um, it's scary. It's scary because a guy like that in your league, you hate to see the worst guy have that kind of guy. Especially, when, he, especially so. when he's in your division, you know. 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're telling me. I already got Mahomes for the next 10 years as a Raiders fan, so it's going to be great to fucking probably see Clyde for the next five as well. But, Nikki, back to your point about just it being football time and all of that, I actually did stay up last night and made sure I watched the whole thing of Hard Knocks. And let me tell you, it is feeling like football time, boys. Watching yeah. that episode of Hard Knocks, they finally got to put on the helmets. They were doing some live drills, not really tackling, but just running full speed. Austin Eckler's looking nice for the Chargers. Uh, they were talking about Herbert, but he's just not learning the cadence a little bit. If any of the listeners out there watched the episode, he was a little soft because if you remember back at Oregon, all he was doing was the just a solid clap to get that ball. So now he's got to speak up, but he's watching Tyrod. Tyrod's leading the way. And then so another nice. thing that I learned about, is that Seth Ryan, Rex Ryan's son, Seth Ryan, is coaching at L.A. Rams. Dude got a false diagnosis with COVID and had to sit at home for two days. NFL reviewed his test, and it was fucking wrong. Whose son? Whose son was this again? Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's son is the coach for the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, played at Clemson, and now he's coaching at the Los Angeles Rams. Seth Seth Ryan. Seth Ryan. Pretty sure he's a rye receiver coach. A rye receiver coach. Yeah, my mom's from Jersey. You know how those W's and R's go. What did Rex Ryan just get in trouble for? For call, What did he call? He called someone something. <laughs> just just <laughs> no, pick, this, a, pick, any, pick any gender, pick any race, pick any religion. <laughs> this wasn't re- – he, he called Mari Cooper a, a turd, I think. Jesus. Nate, Nate, can I get a fact check on that? I'm sorry. On it, I haven't heard a fact check in a long time. So I am pretty ahead. sure I'm pretty sure Rex Ryan called him a turd. Rex, came out Rex Ryan hours. calls Amari Cooper a disappearing act and a turd. <laughs> that, that's what it was. A disappearing act and a turd. A turd was just cherry on top of the cake for Rex. <laughs> yeah, I called him a Houdini and a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's not cool. You don't do that. I mean, does he have a point, though? Mari Cooper, are, are we taking him or are we taking Michael Gallup overall in a fantasy draft? Mari Cooper. That's, I'm probably only saying that because I have him, but... I'm avoiding... I'm in, avoiding terms of, in, terms of, in terms of value, though? Uh, you got C.D. Lamb now, too. You got C.D. in the mix. Like, that, yeah, oh, I'd, avoid all, I'd avoid all Cowboys but Zeke. I agree. I, I, yeah, I agree. And I just can't say that and with Mario on my team. And but, Dak. And then another thing about the Chargers, bro, that I've been realizing from this fucking Hard Knocks series is that fucking Anthony Lynn is a fucking funny motherfucker, dude. That yeah, guy. Yeah, he seems like a dope coach. Oh, he's dude. A, he's, he's a player's awesome. coach. Couldn't, oh, if we're talking about players coaches, bro, they had fucking Sean McVay just going off. He's running full speed with the players that are on running routes, dude. That guy is a player's fucking coach. Oh yeah, he's a youngin. He knows. He he's he's right there with him. He's a fucking, you know. They had to get him shirtless in the first episode because he wanted to go Straight into up. the pool with the dog. So, and obviously his fiance is is a great looking gal. He he apologizes for it in the second episode in the credits. He goes in uh to in the meeting. Uh, I'm sorry for taking my shirt off. But he made a little joke at uh he made a little joke at freaking Andrew Whitworth, and he was just like. This guy, man, the reason that he's putting in so much work, like all his hard work is why he's been able to last in the league for four, the last 40 years. No, nope. <laughs> and, and just like how I told it to you guys, nobody laughed. And he just goes, come on, fellas, that was funny. And it was just awesome to see that Sean McVay loves to have his crowd interacting with him. The man's a player's coach. I love him. I love Lynn. I love to see where they're going with this HBO series. In a crazy year, they got two teams on it in L.A. with the new stadium coming in. Showed a little preview. Had Jared Goff showing his little chips onto his little – Jared Goff? Right. No, he, they showed Jared golfing <laughs> onto his little green at his house. He, he was, oh, Jared Goff golfing. Jared with Goff his rye, With golfing. his rye receivers. All right. <laughs> We're back on the this. funny thing is Whitworth is older than McVeigh. That's what's awesome. Imagine having a fucking coach who's younger than you. Oh, dude, it's so he's at practice and he just has his little fucking hydro flash like out on the field. It was fucking hilarious. He's such a dad. It's, it's it great. still feels a little weird with two teams. Not gonna cap. Uh, obviously, as a Raiders fan, last season I was loving way much more. 
especially right around this time we were uh, watching Antonio Brown float in on a hot air balloon mm. with feet that were beyond fucked up from a Cairo chamber. But that's okay. Gosh. You know, that that's old news. Brian Edwards, he's impressing in camp. He's doing his thing. Henry Ruggs, we already know he's going to do his thing. Nikki, as for your team, who who do you like as a rookie this year? He's, that's a phenomenal question, Tucker. I just stumped the truck. You did. Honestly, the, the rookie linebacker, Anthony, out of Alabama. Okay, I like stud. the tight end. I like the tight end out of UCLA a lot. Yep. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie. Yeah, he can be honest. good. I'm, I'm more excited to see Nikhil Harry uh, 100%. That's, that's what I'm excited for. I feel it's like oh. his Ben Simmons year almost. The light for the Patriots camp, it's all been about Cam for the most part. I mean, I like Stidham, Stidham and Cam are splitting reps for sure, but it's all been about Cam, and it's all just, you know, that's going to be the off-season story until, until it starts, until whoever suits up first for them week one. So, I mean, you're not really hearing a whole lot about the Pats rookies, but the two linebackers they got are going to have to step up, obviously, with the hits they've taken. Defensively, the COVID, 100%. The, yeah. the COVID opt-outs, right? So that front The Flyers just tied it, by the way. By the way, I'm sorry. Flyers just tied at 3-3. All right, doing a little score update. Too bad I don't have on the Mavs. Uh, that is absolutely huge. Mavs up five at halftime. Other than that, you know, you love to see both of those. That's huge for the Flyers. But back to the Patriots, Nikki. I'm I'm loving how Bill said that Cam is buying into the program very easily. He's he's picking up everything that they're coaching on. He's very coachable. I I, I think is one of the quotes that he said about him. So yep. it's good to hear that about Cam because as long as him and El, El, Edelman, fucking the speech impediment on this episode is freaking crazy. But as long as him and Edelman are clicking Speak on all for yourself, and then he's able to go to Sanu deep, then we're going to be just fine, Nikki. I'm telling you, we probably will be ten and six. 11 and five in that area. I know I'd like to, I'd uh, like to change. I'd like to change um, my uh, Pat's prediction because the 12 and four one now with the players that have opted out, I can't even front. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little crazy. And so this is, this is my prediction. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure Tuck's listening. If, if Stidham goes into the season as the starter with, with our opt outs, with our big name players opting out, Mr. February himself, the Pats will go 13 and three. Jeez, mouthful of beer. I'm surprised it didn't spit all over the computer, huh? Yeah, oh, you would have expected that. Did. Yeah. That's absurd. I don't even need to break down that. That's absurd. Well, if we're going to be talking about absurd, fellas, I think I've been just doing this this whole episode. Then let's talk about how absurd these fucking NBA playoffs have been. <laughs> Let's go. No, you oh, just – That was still oh NFL, God. was it not? It was still football, buddy. I just gave it a dun-dun. I didn't I, – it, it, we're dun, talking dun, about dun, – dun, 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 What's what's – You're going to do some dumbass awesome edit that will fucking overplay this, and yeah, it's going to make you, you look good. But just know that you're a piece of shit. Okay, I you're fucked a piece up. Of shit. I gave the – do you know the NBA fucking theme song? No, I don't, which is why I wouldn't fucking have done what you tried to do. Hey, I just tried to get hyped for it, man. It's the hey, fucking it's... playoffs. <laughs> Are we talking playoffs? Oh, we're talking playoffs. But if we're going to get straight into <laughs> it. <laughs> Sometimes I forget I'm a co-host on this show, asshole, big head. Let me, let me go in real quick. I'm, I'm loving the playoffs. <laughs> Celtics up. Celtics up. 2-0 in their series to, to the Phillies. You guys are going to say Philly sucks. after To, the, to the Phillies? To the Phillies? That's just bad, Nikki. To Philly. I might have said the Phillies. Either way. Uh, are we, are we talking up. baseball? <laughs> my team's up 2-0. The Lakers are down 1-0 to the Blazers. LeBron, not tired, right? Right? Maybe confused. Had I mean, you're not game. tired when you drop 20-15 and 15. Yeah, I wish I could play the right. fucking 76ers in the first round without Ben Simmons, who are just trash. But yet God. you bet on them to win the series. I didn't bet on Philly. You took the Sixers. You threw 150 on them to beat Boston. In in game one, yeah. That was just in game one? Yeah, I'm not going to bet on the series. That is degeneracy. I thought I thought it was the series. So, hey, more power to you, bud. 
What? Yeah, if you would have listened to me and like I told you to throw on the Blazers game one, you would have won. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> one fifty. I told you to throw one fifty, and you I'm would have won to, a lot think, of money. I'm, I'm trying to think what the excuse is going to be tomorrow when the Blazers lose. You mean yeah? They, the Blazers will lose. I'll have no excuses. Fuck. It's going to oh, be great. I said that wrong. It, the it's going to be great. Now nah, you said it. You said it right. Because deep down inside, blame. that's just that's just that Freud speech that your mind knows that you truly believe the Blazers are going to lose that game tomorrow. There's no way they're going to win. There, They won't go up 2-0. If they go up 2-0, Lakers in six, not worried. I won't be worried until the series is over. And it could be 3-0 for all I care. Lakers will come back. Not worried at all. Love that. I love that you're a true fan of your team. But, Nikki, I want to go back to your team and talk about the number one highlight of today. The God himself got to touch the court. Mr. 7-5, Taco, Fall. Mm. I mean, I just love to and see And I don't think we court. got any Deuce Gordon, or we didn't get any Deuce Tatum mentions today. I think that was pretty cool. I think they overblew it on fucking, on Monday, all the, the Deuce the deuce comments that the announcers couldn't fathom it today. Yeah. But <laughs> Taco Fall, though, Nate, I will give you legend when he sees the court. The guy's absolutely, he's an animal out there. And <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> The real animal out there on the court today was fucking Jason Tatum. Let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. That man was that guy was on fire. No Gordon Hayward. You, 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 you worry a little bit for the Celtics. I know Nikki's not a huge Hayward fan and uh, it, it is what it is because I think that dude provides some good boost offensively and defensively to that team. But Obviously, they today it looked like they didn't need him, so I respect that. Jalen Brown, he's a stud. Tatum, obviously a stud. Daniel Tice, you could make a case defensive player of the year, and that team that team's loaded. So them and the Raptors, it's going to be a hell of a fucking semi series, semifinal series. I think the winner of that goes to the NBA Finals, and uh, has a good shot at winning it. So we'll see how it goes. If yeah. the Lakers are there, they'll lose. So just get that straight. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Boston, I think Boston will obviously get through the Sixers pretty simply. Same with the Raptors, and that's that that second round series is going to start very soon. I I I'd like to think the Sixers are going to get swept. They maybe sneak out a game, but after the way they looked today, I don't see it happening. Even with the lineup change, no I think Boston. I think Boston. The thing is though, like you're saying, like Gordon, Gordon gives them good offense, Tuck. But when you say Offense and defense, his defensive play is kind of lackluster. He really helps us on the boards just being a big body out there. But I think Tatum's going to continue to shine. They were playing Tatum and Brown, one of them on the court, damn near the whole game, and it was working. And then they would have them both in, like, at the end of the quarter. They took Jason Tatum out, like, five minutes in with two fouls. He comes back in, Jalen Brown comes out, and he pops off. He was, like, four – he was four or five from three just in the first quarter. Like, the man, he's lights out. Lights out, dude. Your Celtics, your Celtics were playing good, Nikki. I, I will 100% give you that. Another, another guy who's probably around the same year as Jason, who's playing fucking phenomenal in these playoffs, is fucking Donovan Mitchell. That series tied 1-1. Jazz getting the, the lead today with the 124-103 to win over the Nuggets. I mean, dude dropped 57 in that overtime game on Monday and coming back with the 30-piece to give him the dub. And the, and the Jazz were looking nice without Conley. They are looking. Real, they were looking nice today. Real quick, who like do, I who said, that could be the biggest blessing in disguise. Straight Mike Conley having a kid. Fuck Mike, he's not good. Who do you guys think is going to take that series though? Like, just in my pick on like Utah had, right now. I had Nuggets, but after seeing today, dude, like Rudy, Rudy was playing his defensive player of the year type defense on Jokic. I mean, dude, they they looked nice out there, and when you got Joe. Busting threes, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and busting threes, and Donovan's busting threes. Like, there's, there's not I, much. I hear you. I hear you. I think I'm, I'm taking Denver. I've took them since game one. I'm just gonna kind of ride with it. Obviously, yeah, Mitchell's performance today it shows you that they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna back off. But the big, the big player in the series is Jamal Murray. Like Jamal Murray has a great game one. They win today. He was he like scored half, half the points he scored on Monday. So He's it's like obviously step up. That's that's the player that you have to watch. But I mean, shit. 
I love Mitchell. I love that he's popping off. I love that Jalen Brown's kind of started the little social media shame. Every time someone sees Donovan Mitchell in the bubble, they just fucking are like, is this guy following me? Can this guy leave me alone? I absolutely love it. <laughs> a, little, a little friendship going on there. It's a little, it's a little bubble kind of, you know. Jalen knows he's a dog. Mitchell respects it, but it's like no one fucks with Mitchell at the same time. They see this yeah. bum. Even Jamal, like, respected him in his post-game interview. He was like, damn, Donovan had 57? <laughs> so it's like, I, I feel like they like fucking with him. Tuck, any comment on that on, on that Jazz Nuggets series? No, nah, like I said, I like Jazz. Uh, I love Spider. Man's been playing cold right now, so I respect that. Can't really fade away from a guy like that. So if I had to hammer, I'd hammer Utah right now. They they split this series on the road. Now they're going to go back to Orlando, have home court in Orlando. And mm-hmm. I think I think Utah is going to have a good shot at winning that series. That's just – that's my two cents. Well, moving on to the next series then, we got another series that looks like it's going to be a 4-0 sweep, just like your Celtics, Nikki, with the Raps beating the Nets again today. I think it was 104-99. Uh, Raptors leading the series 2-0. Powell coming off you the think, fucking. You think you're looking? You're looking down at something. What did you write? No, uh, it's a four. It's a, it's 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 a four. But yeah, I almost thought it was connecting. So it was looking like a nine a little bit. So I almost got lost there. But I remember I watched the last part of that game, and the Nets fucked up their last series, where they could have tied it, but they just that was bad. Finish. You got you're really down bad. three. You got ten yeah. seconds left. You try and give off a little layoff. And it goes from Joe Harris off of, I think it was Karis LeVert. Just yeah. straight, no, no, excuse me, George Temple, Garrett Temple, Garrett Temple. It went straight off of Temple and into the backcourt. And of course, mind you, what's his name? Who was on defense right there that was in the face of him? It was on the Raptors. I, I think it was Kyle Lowry who was just right there. And, you know, Kyle Lowry. I, I love the guy, but God, he's got to be one of the most annoying guys on the court out there. He is constantly taking charges. In, uh, yeah, he, he's he, if he's not on your team, you hate him. But if he is on your team, Nate you absolutely Robinson. love the guy, especially for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, he's done so much for that city. Nate, I'm so sorry, but Nate Robinson is not a guy that you think when he's on your – he's not a love-hate guy. I think Ron Artest – I think uh, like a Kyle Lowry is just a nuisance. Uh, I said Nate Robinson because I just got the notification about him fighting Jake Paul, but I meant Isaiah fucking Thomas. That's a complete fucking. Uh, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah. Bill so, Ambeer, yeah. you know, any anyone on that bad boys team. Yeah, if they're not on your team, you absolutely hate them. One hundred percent. And a big a Stephen Jackson, a Stephen Jackson type. You know, anyone that's willing to go out into the fucking stands and fight someone, you want them on your team. Oh, a hundred percent. Because that's just Marcus great hitters. Smart. Yeah, yeah. Matt Barnes. Yeah, you want all those guys. Ron Artest, as said, a Nikki Mohammedian. Yeah, something like that. Oh, dude, Nikki, I could Anytime see us be- playing some pickup ball. Dude fouls you, you just fucking deck him. I'm right there with you. We're beating the just dude throwing, up. Just throwing bows. Just throwing bows, dude. That's what I see you as a player. That's Down why I respect post. you. <laughs> just something like I love that. Can we, can we talk about the Bucks and Magic game? And I know it was yesterday, but... No, did, we have know, to talk I, about that. I know Nate saw it coming. Obviously, he kind of mentioned earlier how, you know, he was trying to throw in a parlay. Tuck wasn't up in time or something like that. Tuck was sleeping. Tuck was avoiding him, probably. I don't know. But Nate, he had <laughs> Magic. He the latter. Me and Tuck used to always say that, that the Magic is a tough team to bet against just because they're scrappy. They play good defense like... They make they neutralize your team's best offensive weapon. Giannis still balled out, but Vukovic just straight up outplayed him. Do you guys think it's going to continue? Do you think the Bucks will just get their shit together and just start rolling through them, or what? Bucks win by double dig- digits uh, tomorrow for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I could I could see that. I, I say Magic steal another one, but I still think Bucks end up winning it four two. Um, Do you think they steal game two as well? They win back to back games, bro. That's that's a tough take. I know. I feel that they're going to steal another game. I think that they're going to lose the series four to two. I don't think that they'll win back to back. I don't know if it'll be a double digit win. It just all. I, I just don't know, man. They they just they just, were just by the way. By the way, I literally as soon as the Flyers scored that goal and I said something on air, 
uh, Canadians scored 20 seconds later. Canadians are up 4-3 right now. And you want to talk about this kind of an upset. Talk about upsets. Let's go ahead. Fucking let's get into it. Blakers, Lasers. Go ahead. Talk about it, bitches. Well, I mean, if anybody should ta- should talk about it, man, what, what are your what are your starting thoughts? I mean, five of 32 from downtown. Not going to happen again. Um, the fact that I have to listen to Chris Weber all game is just atrocious. Oh, my the guy's God. bad. At, the, the guy's bad at announcing. Couldn't even win a series with the Canes in the Western Conference Finals because he can't make free throws. And, and I gotta listen to this guy. I gotta listen to this guy announce. I gotta listen to him announce. A man is spending the rest of his life in prison because he refed that game in favor of the Lakers. Nate, he's been out since two thousand nine. Look it up, Tim Donahue. Yeah, got caught with some other shit, but criminally. But so is he back uh, in? Besides the series. Besides the series, he's been out since 2009. You're tripping. All I'm saying is this. I said LeBron's tired. He had a great game. He shot a three at the end of the game that you knew was just an absolute brick. He had no business shooting. Anthony Davis did not have an efficient game. That's on him. They're going to play better. Uh, they're going to play better tomorrow. But LeBron said something in the post game that everyone knows, that every player knows. He says, well, there's no home court advantage. He made a comment about that. Like, no shit. I think that's been established already. So he's kind of inferring that, hey, this team's really hot. They just got in. There's no home court advantage. Like, we got to play better than them. The Blazers brought the, the intensity. I'm just saying, as the king, I don't, Are you like, just saying? I don't like him saying that shit, acknowledging that there's no home court advantage. Like, no shit, bud. Like, you've been in Orlando for the past two months. Well, he can't just slander his fucking teammate who scored one more point than me, you, and fucking Tucker combined that night. And, and play 31 minutes, Contavious yeah. called no probation. I mean, come on. That's bad. That's bad. And then you got Danny Green, who I said on the last podcast, Tuck, he's not doing it. The man's got two more rings than me, but right now, he's not doing it. And if he doesn't pick it up, like Snoop Dogg said, when LeBron throw him that motherfucker, then I don't know if you guys has, are going to be he, able to beat the Blazers, man. Has he man. really been that bad? Has he really been that bad? Because, like, uh, he really was like, bad yesterday. He was really? bad. When you're Danny Green and you go two for eight, I think it was. Okay. Okay, I, yeah. And four of them are wide open, I'm pretty sure. You can't. You just this, can't. this is all I'm saying. This is my two cents for tomorrow. The Lakers are going to come out really hot. The Blazers are going to come back. It's going to be a close game. I don't know who wins. I've never said, at least I don't think I've said in the last one, that the Blazers are going to win this series that LeBron is bad. I've never said that. I'm just saying that it's different in, like intensity that they have in this series, and I think the Blazers are going to take advantage of it, and they could easily steal another game tomorrow. Oh, empty netter by the fucking Canadians, and there's a fight breaking out. You love to see that in playoff hockey. But, Nikki, I completely agree with you. I, I, I believe that if they, if, if they are firing just like they were the other night, it's going to be hard for the Lakers to maintain on Damn. offense. Dame is cold, bro, and the fact that he hits that long three and then they got blow the whistle on by two short. The, what do you say? The Oakland anthem? The oh, East God. Oakland anthem. The East Oakland anthem, excuse me, hits his little, uh, hey, hey. That little, bro, hey, he's hey. A, he's a dog. He's Dude, ready. He's he an animal. He's ready, bro. So, I mean, again, I think the Lakers will come out hot. It's going to be like 16 to four or some bullshit, 20, 20 to four. I don't know. And the Blazers will come back. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good series. But LeBron has to just turn it on, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna get everyone involved. Keep doing their thing. The sh- their shots will go down. But at the end of the games, it's gonna to come to him to make those big shots, to make those big plays, and he's he's gonna to have to do it. He's gonna to have to do it. Now, a question for both of you: Why isn't LeBron just taking over? Why is it that he wants to get his team so involved that he feels that'll get him to like? But why isn't he dropping 32 like we all know he can or 36 and driving? Yeah, I've always said that. It's the same thing. He doesn't have that killer instinct. He needs to fucking develop it in year 17 and absolutely deliver. I don't need fucking 10, 15 assists. I need 45 points every game. When Trent Jr. is on you, uh, hell yes. If if he's not getting that, then at least give Anthony Davis a fucking ball and let AD get 35, 40 a game. There's no reason Anthony Davis needs to listen to this podcast and stop playing like a fucking six foot two shooting guard. 
because it's absolute bullshit what he does out there, and it pisses me off because that man really plays like that. Doesn't fucking get in the paint. He wants to sit outside all the time. It reminds me of a fucking Al Horford type player, and I love Al, but you're not a fucking shooting guard. You're a big man. Get down low and put the fucking ball on your goddamn hip, go to the back, back the fucking guy up, and fucking score. It's not that hard. It is when you got like, Jokic, when you got Nurkic on you, though. That's a big motherfucker. Anthony doesn't have nah, the weight like that. No, nah, no, nah, but the point, the point is, first of all, I just love you, Tuck Money, because you took the words right out of my mouth. He doesn't have that killer instinct that fucking Kobe has, that Jordan had. Like, that we, that's been known. The thing is, he's going to have to turn it on because Dame has that killer instinct. And, you know, and, like, when it comes down to it, it's like if the Lakers are down three and it's the last shot, like, they're either going to have a really nice drawn-up play for one of their role players or you expect LeBron to make that damn shot. It's like they're not going to do that shit for Gary Trent on the Blazers. Like, Dame's pulling up wherever he catches that ball. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron, LeBron has to get with that. And I just think I, – I just don't know. I just don't see it. And I haven't seen it in the bubble, which is why I think he's tired or, better said, confused. Hey, we'll watch it play out, and that's what I love about being able to do a podcast day by day, week by week, is that we're able to talk about what happens in game two. We're able to talk about what happens in game three. What we can talk about that happens in games one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, if possible. That's four through seven, if po- or excuse me, five through seven, if possible. That is the announcer of the game. Already mentioned him earlier. That is Chris, Chris Weber. Jeez, I'm sounding like Nate over here with my impediment. But that guy is not good at calling games. Let me tell you who I think is someone who has rose during this occasion. That's Stan Van Gundy. Normally, you hear Van Gundy and you just think ass. Jeff, don't get me wrong. The guy's not good at what he does. He wasn't a good coach when he was dragging the leg of fucking whoever it was that got ejected that one game. I forget. And he's not a good announcer when he's dragging fucking time like he has no clue what's going on. But Stan... His brother. I think Stan's actually provides some insightful information to us NBA fans. And that's just my take. I think the guy, he might be a little boring. He might not be the best listen, but he's not bad. He's kind of like a Hubie Brown, you know? Todd J.J. Reddick had to shoot his free throws, took that Orlando Magic team to the finals. Man was a good coach in my eyes. I, th- I, 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 I think he, he's yeah. going to be a great announcer. Is yeah, great I announcer. think he does, he, he does what he's supposed to do. You know, he knows his role. Whereas you got guys like Chris Weber, as previously mentioned on this podcast, not being that good. And you got guys like Reggie Miller. Can we talk about Reggie? I mean, both him and Chris, how could you be so good at the game, but you're so bad at announcing it? So I've got a couple, I've got a couple quotes for you from the game. I I made sure I came with this. So we'll start out with just the worst to best. One of them was how Chris Weber was comparing LeBron James to Steve Nash. Now, there hasn't been any aspect of their, those two's games. Very similar players. That I was like, wow, <laughs> LeBron is really resembling Steve Nash right now. But in Chris Webber's eyes, he was. Another one where you just can't – you can't do this, Chris. You can't say where a guy got drafted and be wrong when it's the first three picks in the NBA draft. What did he say? What did he say? He said – and those two were drafted one and two with LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo. <laughs> Chris is not good at what he does. He's, he, he's just not, bro. You can't – and the, the worst thing is that nobody corrected him. They, I think they get these well, plays yeah, from there, and when Reggie Miller and the and, and people like Chris talk, they, they, nobody has the balls to just be like, "You're wrong." That's the thing, because I forget who he's going with most of the time. But yeah, I think it might be Kevin Harlan, honestly. And he Kev, Kevin's a world class announcer. That guy, the voice of an angel, he's not going to say anything though. And it's only because you played the game, Reggie. We get it. You played it. Doesn't mean you can announce it, though. That does not translate to the fucking broadcasting booth. Let's just be honest. Yeah, same with analyzing, right? We've all seen what Paul Pierce has done behind the fucking camera. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, tie. exactly. It's the same shit. Paul Feinbaum, you know, and, and anyone like that, 
cross him off my list, sack of shit. And, 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 and any of the listeners out there that didn't know who got drafted at number two, it was, it was Darko Milicic. Yeah, Carmelo That's, went three out of uh, Syracuse. Uh, Darko Bosch Milicic, went. the fact that the Pistons still won the title Bosch that year. Out of the fact Tech. that the 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 fact the what should we call it Pacer or Pistons still went to the finals that year and won it against the Lakers. Shout out Shaq. He was having a couple prime ribs, one or two many every night, but that's okay. You know, he was a big boy, and yeah, they, that's why. Yeah, that's why the Lakers lost. Imagine waking up and being like, "I want prime rib with my eggs." That's what Shaq did. God bless him. We're talking about another guy who got a, as Shaq would say, some of that barbecue chicken on him was when oh. Jimmy was balling on them Indiana Pacers late in the fourth. Please tell me you guys saw that man going to work. Man is- I did. I did. I had uh, Pacers winning that game, so I was a little upset, not going to lie. Okay. But the Heat are good, man. It, it most likely should be Heat and Bucks, and that should be a good series. I think that series could go either way. Now, what are you guys thinking about the Rockets versus uh, the Thunder? Rockets pulling out game one. I think Toronto – or not Toronto, excuse me. I think Houston winning game one is a big statement. I think the Thunder will have a very – it's going to be a very good game, game two, and I think the Thunder will end up tying it. I think they're just going to bounce back and be like, Chris Paul's going to whip his boys into shape. Like, they're going to be no bullshit come tomorrow. But, yeah, honestly, I'm, I was a little surprised to see Houston win such a big victory margin for sure. That boy James dropping 37. Jeff Jeff Green is probably their third best player. Give me a better – like, I know P.J. Tucker is a dog for them, but Jeff Green, ever since they've been yeah. in the bubble, is getting wide-open looks at three, and he's hitting them, bro. He's balling the fuck out. Former Celtic, just a big fan of him all around. What about Eric Gordon? I mean, Eric's nice, but I just don't think he's been he's been doing it like Jeff has in the bubble, at least – I hear you. Now, who are, your, who are your top three players on OKC? Because that team is just – I feel like they're just a it's, good team. Chris yeah. Paul, Steven Adams, Shea Gilgis. Yeah. You don't literally. have Gallinari? You don't have Gallinari in you guys' top three? That's, that's the thing with the team. It's like, no, you, no, you don't. No, I don't. I what, about Dennis, what about Gallinari. Dennis Schroeder? Like, I have Dennis Schroeder over Gallinari, to be completely wow. honest. So, it's like that's rounding out your, your top five for that team. True. I thought you guys were – I thought you guys would put Gallinari in there, honestly. No, that guy's not good. I'd love to – you don't like the big, tall, white boy who can just knock down threes, Tuck? Kind yeah, of that's why I was alley, really man. surprised. No, I don't. I don't. As suited and fitted that guy is as a relationship that's lovely towards me, he does not fit my standards, and I do not like him as a basketball player. I'm, I'm getting you a jersey. <laughs> I'd, I'd rock it. Give me the orange one. I like the orange th- Thunder jerseys, honestly. Nikki, you want to go halves on that? I think yeah, those are kind of hey, clean. Got a bro. Birth- birthday coming up. Hey, Tuck, it's yours. Consider hey, yeah. it done. Gallinari orange jersey. Got that coming for your birthday. All right, just make it number 23 for my birthday. I don't even care what number he wears. Just make it 23 Gallinari. When you custom order it, the people will think you're absolutely fucking weird, but that's okay. Just say it's a gift for a friend. I'm getting the Clippers one now for you. Oh, my God. Even better. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to backtrack. I had to get into it. I've been talking shit about announcers, but I meant to say it during the baseball shit. Can we talk about the Reds announcer who got caught saying the word you shouldn't say about a homosexual, and that is the three-letter F word, not an okay word. It's not okay. And he said it on live TV today. Dude, it's like, what's... Tom Brenneman. And this guy's pretty well-known. Pretty well-known. And he is on record for saying Kansas City is the bleep capital of the world. And, and it's go, like, and then oh, goes on to talk, goes on to talk about, oh, we're pregame here in Cincinnati. Talk, you yeah, can go, you can go back and say that again, and I'll just bleep it out. So, so say what? What did he say? All right. So, this guy, Tom Brenneman, he's a pretty big announcer too. Let me be honest. And if you hear his voice and you're like an avid baseball fan, you'll be like, oh, I know that guy. Well, he comes out today and says that Kansas City is the f- capital of the world. And 
it's it's something you should not say. It it just doesn't go unnoticed, especially on live television, Tom. And this is T H O M. So let me tell you, this is what kind of Tom you're getting. <laughs> and this guy, this guy says that, and then he proceeds to just five seconds later say, "Well, welcome to the Reds broadcast." Like, no, 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 Tom, it's not welcome. It's I just lost my job. Okay, so then he goes on to apologize about an hour, hour and a half later after he realizes Twitter has already fucked his asshole without buying a steak dinner for him. Mm. So Tom apologizes, but oh, let me tell you, he starts off the apology, and Nick Alis Castellanos hits a fucking solo shot mid-apology. So instantly right there, he's got to call the apology, and he's got to call the home run. So the guy looks bad, looks like a piece of shit. Not only did he choose to make this horrible decision he chose to apologize when a home run was occurring so this guy he's he's a piece of shit and that's the tuck money rant that guy gave no tucks clearly he will because hopefully he wakes up with a happy wife and a happy life because at this point you say something like that and it's just not gonna fly twice as we used to say what the tuck is wrong with him it's just bullshit. It pisses you off. You know, you, you see people make these irrational decisions as if Twitter doesn't exist, but it does, guys. It does. Even if you're over the age of 50, Tom, which you probably are and probably haven't had an erection without Viagra in over 10 years, that's okay. You just can't be saying this kind of stuff on air. And that's why I believe truly – I truly believe Lakers in five. Like, I just want I just want to say that home run that home run was so staged you have no idea you have no idea that the air delay that he had that he had it was ridiculous god I wish it was he's on my fantasy team mind you too so go ahead and keep doing what you're doing Tom I guess because it's resulting in fantasy home runs for me so say la vie am I right boys say yes, la sir. vie Blazers gonna take game two comfortably Speaking, um, of France, Bucks, speaking of French, speaking of French, speaking of French, come on, come on, come on, come on. Just a little something for the soccer guys. Who you guys got? PSG, Bayern, Champions League final going on Sunday. We normally don't talk soccer, but who you guys got? Who has Mbappe? PSG. PSG's winning. That was – wait, were you for real? That was the question. Yeah, Nikki, that's pretty bad. Uh, I got Bayern winning that game. Would love to take anything uh, and anything from you fellas on that. Damn, so I'm I'm like the split decision. I wanted to go yeah. Byron. I wanted to go Byron, but I don't really want to say it right after you said it because then it just looks like I'm fucking copying you. But they just beat Barca eight two. What last game? Yeah, I mean oh, big soccer guys over here. Big soccer guys. Yo, hey, first of all, Nate, to... dude, I've watched I've watched so much Premier League, League and Champions League before this whole pandemic bullshit. It is phenomenal. One very little money on it but it is absolutely phenomenal. I will watch soccer more than I would watch baseball. Don't come at me. Fuck Mbappe. Fuck Neymar. Fuck PSG. Byron for the win. Oh, hell yeah. That was powerful. I'm taking you guys both with 10. PSG. Hey, me and Tuck got, me and Tuck got 50 each on it, Nate. What's up? We'll pay out two to one odds. I don't know soccer, so I'll go 10 on it with both of you. You kind of, you kind of look, you kind of look like Kylian Mbappe, and honestly, not even racial. It's just, it's just more of, it's just more of the, the, the facial dynamic, and the bone structure. Nikki, I'm so glad you brought up my peoples, the race, because I have to give a shout out. I know this might be a little off topic, but I do have to give a shout out to the man up in Washington, Mr. Jason Wright, who is officially the first ever Black NFL team president. Old player in the league, but I just had to give a shout out to him. It's always good to fire. see. It, it, it's always shout out to a man. He, what he does, he does it with a passion. He does it with a loving. And to be honest, I hate to use this trait for a guy like that, but he does it with courage. And I say that in the full, most heartedly way because every day he doesn't know what he's stepping into as his role. And Anyone who's willing to take on that kind of role, that kind of responsibility, and be a leader the way that Jason is, I absolutely condemn it, and I absolutely love it. He does everything right as a human being. He does everything right as a man. And Jason, we hope you're listening. You might not be, but God damn, God bless you, brother. You're doing great. He's for sure listening. We love you, Jason. Thanks. 
Sorry to get off topic there. We can go back to the PSP. Oh wait, what? What? Nate? Nate? Go I said, ahead. Sorry to get. Sorry to get off topic. But is that? It, it, but is that a lock for the PSG by Yeah. By Yern? By It is. And we'll end it on that. You got 10 and 10, Tuck and Nate, 10 and 10, Nikki and Nate. That's not an M&M. That's an N&N bet. And when you see that, you love to see it. I absolutely love talking to you two fellas. I love doing these podcasts. This was episode 14. It was a great episode in my eyes. Nate, I'm looking at those eyes. Always looking good on the light-skinned self. Nikki, bungalow blues looking good over there. You fellas, much love for always recording. And, hey, why don't one of you two send us off? Because normally I'm doing it. But, hey, today it's your guys' turn. I thought that was a perfect send-off. I'm speechless. That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm Nikki, Mom and Dad, and I'm signing off. Nate. Big head Nate. Tapping out. Nooses, baby. Let's go. Nervous Nate. Go Blazers. We love you. Like showing five.